there and welcome. You're listening to the Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast, and I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and in this podcast, I share my stories and lessons I've learned, and I continue to learn on my quest to live happier. The show notes can be found at live-happier.com backslash podcast. This is episode 35, Living Happier in a Quick Fix Society. So let's face it, you know, life moves fast. All day long, there are millions of pieces of information flying at us on how to be better, how to be more successful, and of course, how to be happier. There is so much talk of instant gratification, fad diets, quick fixes, and fast money. And with all that fast moving, instant messaging, Snapchatting, there is a pushback. There's a yearning for quiet, meditation, simple pleasures, and enjoying the little things. These two polarities are constantly present in our lives. They almost drive me crazy, these two polarities. I am constantly, you know, really pushing myself to go, go, go faster, faster, faster. And on the other end, pushing myself to be quiet, to take some time to sit in the backyard and relax and enjoy the simple things. So on one hand, we know in order to really engage with life and live happier, we need to disconnect. And on the other hand, we know that society and our inner critics are telling us to keep up get stuff done, be successful. It is enough to make even the most calm person anxious. And heaven forbid you're like me and you already struggle with anxiety. (laughs) So what are we supposed to do when we know that getting quiet and really listening is the key and yet we're afraid of the answers that might come forth? We know that living a life based on our values is life-changing and a key to living happier and yet living our values might anger a lot of people and disappoint them. Living our values might cause some major upheaval in our lives. We know that meditation and mindfulness is the number one way to decrease anxiety and increase health. And yet sitting in that quiet is almost more scary than actually having that heart attack. We know that speaking our needs and setting healthy boundaries is important. And yet sometimes the pushback from setting a boundary is just too exhausting. We know admitting we aren't as perfect as we appear and we don't have it all together is important to living happier. And yet we're scared to death to be that vulnerable. You know, I believe all of those are true. That is the crux of living happier, the dichotomy of both of those, of admitting that we know healthy boundaries are awesome and they're needed in order to be happier, and yet they're really hard to set, and knowing that we need to live a life with our values, but knowing that living that life sometimes is uncomfortable and makes other people uncomfortable. So to counter those, I believe we are supposed to do three things. Number one, Give yourself a break. (laughs) Understand that living happier, decreasing anxiety, and being authentic aren't going to happen overnight. And they aren't a quick fix. And they aren't easy. They are lifelong practices. And there are going to be days that you don't want to engage in that practice. So remind yourself that is okay. Tomorrow is another day. You know, the one thing I hear so much from people that are like, I want to live happier, I want to live happier. And they come in, they talk to me, and they are shocked to hear that I don't have the perfect set of boundaries. I don't have a life that's constantly engaging in my values all the time. My inner critic runs the show some days, and I am actively learning how to decrease that, which is why I'm, you know, doing what I call my year of self-compassion and trying to learn more about self-compassion for myself. We are all learning as we go. 
So give yourself a break that it's okay that you may know these practices and you may do them more days than not, but on the not days, that's okay. Give yourself some room. The second thing I want to say that I think is to counteract this busy, busy, busy world is to show up. Just show up. Shut down the autopilot mode and show up for your life. Notice when you're feeling anxious. Notice when you keep saying yes, but in your in your head. Notice when you're running into old patterns. Notice when you're looking for the easy out. Just notice that. Show up for your life and be imperfect. We spend so much time trying to get it right, trying to do it perfectly. And we don't show up and notice when we're doing when we're stuck in old patterns. So here's a common example. We we read a self-help book, we get inspired, we listen to this podcast, we're like, yeah, I'm gonna make some major changes. And we head down the road to make some major changes. And gradually we fall off the road and we, we get back into our old patterns. But we don't notice that we're running into old patterns. We're just engaging in the old patterns. And so we do the old patterns for a while and then eventually we're like crap, I was going to be doing this stuff differently. I was going to do it another way. And so we start beating ourselves up and hammering ourselves. If back when we know, when we started running into the old patterns, if we had stopped and just paid attention and said, whoa, today I'm engaging in some old patterns, we could have stopped the action there. We could have recognized the old patterns and been like, oh, today's just been an exhausting day. I don't have it in me to draw the boundary where I should. I'm going to notice that. I'm going to move on and tomorrow's another day. But instead, we run on autopilot and we let the old patterns take over. The drama, the resentment, the ridicule, all that stuff comes playing out. And then we start turning on ourselves because we weren't able to make the real change. So when we show up for our lives, when we show up in all our imperfectness and notice when we engage in a pattern and when it's more challenging for us or when it's harder or when we can just be in our lives, that's when change occurs. That's when it gets easier. That's the counter to the, oh my gosh, this stuff is so hard. Just show up for it and it gets a lot easier. The third tip I have for you is to ask for help. You know, we can't do this stuff alone. We can't live happier without the support of others. Ask your tribe to give you what you need to keep you on the path, whether that be a kick in the butt, I totally get it, support, or words of wisdom. Ask others for help. You know, even I have a lot of clients who say to me, you know, I really want to make these changes, but my husband, he's just doesn't really get it and he's not that supportive. And I've said to them, have you asked him for help? Have you asked him if he's interested in this stuff? And 90% of the time they say, no, no, I haven't. Or if I have mentioned it to him, he just gives me advice. And then I say, have you asked him not to give you advice? Have you asked him, you know, to give you support? And they're like, no, I haven't done that either. So pay attention to how often you're like, well, my, you know, my people will give me support and then come back with, have I asked them for support? And if I have, have I told them the kind of support that I need. You know, so often I'll say to my husband, you know, I need you to just to listen to this. I don't need brainstorming of suggestions. I just need you to listen. Or I really need you to, you know, I need a kick. I need inspiration. I need to get moving. Can you inspire me? Or I'll be like, I've just had a tough day and I just need a little support. Because we don't know how to show up for you. And so when you ask for help, be specific on what it is you need from other people. So those are my three tips for living happier in a quick fix society. 
you know, when the go, go, go has gotten too much, give yourself a break, show up for your life and ask for help. I'm going to leave you with a wonderful quote from Janine Roth, who is a phenomenal um, practitioner in helping women deal with uh, body image and emotional eating. And she's come up, this quote she says is, for some reason, we are truly convinced that if we criticize ourselves, that criticism will lead to change. If we're harsh, we believe we will end up being kind. If we shame ourselves, we believe we end up loving ourselves. It has never been true, not for a moment, that shame leads to love. Only love leads to love. Oh, that's so incredible. So I guess I would add that as my fourth tip is love leads to love. Love yourself through all of this craziness that is the life we live in. Give yourself lots of love and compassion for trying to live happier, trying to be present, trying to live by your values. And on the days you win, celebrate those days. Celebrate them big time. So now it's time for the segment of the show called the Weekly Ritual Challenge. One thing that has really helped me live happier is adding regular ritual practices to my daily life. So each week, I'm going to be sharing a ritual with you and challenging you to complete it. This week's ritual is a challenging one for me and might not be for you. I don't know. But the, the Weekly Ritual Challenge is to do something creative. And by creative, I mean, I have a broad definition of creative. Creative can be coloring in the typical artist sense of coloring or drawing or painting, or it could be playing an instrument, it could be knitting, it could be writing, anything that uses your brain in a different way. It could be gardening, something that allows you to get out of the everyday and do something different and really allow yourself to kind of explore that area doing something creative so good luck with that okay that's the show thanks for listening the stories from a quest to live happier podcast comes out every week if you have questions or suggestions or anything please email me nancyjane at live-happier.com or send me a tweet at nancyjane and until next time here's to living happier happier